Hey beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. One Doc. It's your girl BD. It's your girl Forens. And uh yeah, we're back. This episode it makes me so mad every time I hear about it, so yeah. yeah. Before we start guys, like my hay fever is so bad. So there'll be some sniffling. There might be a sneeze or two. You won't see the eye rubbing, but yeah, I'm like but that will be happening. <laughs> that will be happening. There'll be tears. Like, I'm really in hell. But, yeah. Yeah. So, hold tight. I mean, yeah. Hold tight, boy. Hold tight. Yeah. But you guys, like, you know, it's only a little sneeze or two. Do you know what I mean? You'll be all right. Listen, they're, they're blessings, apparently. Sneezes are blessings, apparently. So Wow, that's take, gas. <laughs> take yours. <laughs> um, Yeah, this morning... <laughs> Like, guys, I know we haven't really been drinking because the times that we've been recording have just been Mazza. And also, like, normally when we're together, we drink, in it, And, like, mm-hmm. we're excited of who's going to bring water. And that hasn't been allowed to happen because of quarantine. So I'm mm-hmm. drinking water this morning. Um, I'm drinking water too, and it's not Kirkland. So it's, there's nothing interesting. Yes, but but yeah. I did drink um, strawberry gin. It was beef eater. I had strawberry gin on um, Saturday. With what? Um, with just tonic water, um, like, for those of you who don't follow me on any socials, um, I've been, like, doing a keto diet, and, like, gin is the only, like, drink I can drink, basically, that's alcoholic, um, because it's, like, really, really low in carbs, so I've been drinking that, um, and I had just tonic water with it, and I put some fresh mint in it, and it was really, really nice, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of like my new favorite drink, strawberry gin. Yeah, mine's still Ponce Martini, but yeah. Today we are doing um, family man, family murderer, and ID murder mystery, which talks about the story of Chris Watts, which any crime, any person who enjoys crime documentaries, I'm sure knows about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just this story just makes me so mad. It just makes me very, very, very mad because men are mad. And if the story doesn't prove it, then I don't know what else to tell you, honestly. <laughs> yeah, literally. I didn't really like this documentary. I liked the subject matter, but I didn't like how the documentary narrated it. Um, but then, because it was very ID and it was very, like, quick. Yeah, exactly, it's so, ID. No, but I like so, I like the fact that it was quick because it's like, just get in, get out, less we'll be going on with our day. Yeah, because when it comes to I Netflix th- and Netflix are doing an hour and a half, it's a problem. When it comes to 45 minutes, it's a problem. I don't think it was just the length. I think it was more like, I don't know, because I know the case, there's a lot of stuff that they left out that I thought would have been good to know. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll just get into it and then yeah. discuss it there. Um, this documentary had a lot of footage, like actual footage. So like body cam footage, CCTV yeah. footage, interrogation footage, like... It had a lot of footage, and because this case is relatively recent, like it didn't even, it wasn't, hasn't even been two years, yeah. Um, it's clear, you can see, do you know what I mean? But yeah, so the documentary opens up with um, us finding out that this woman called Nicole Atkinson, she's really worried about her friend Shanann. So everyone calls her Shanann, her dad calls her Shannon. Oh, really? So, I didn't yeah, hear that. Yeah, when her dad did the statement, he says Shannon. And I was like, that makes a lot more sense than Shanann. You know, Americans and their names. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But anyway, her friend, she's worried about her friend Shanann Watts because um, she hasn't been able to get in touch with her. And, like, I feel like this Nicole lady, this Nicole, not the other Nicole that we'll meet later, this Nicole is the MVP because, mm. like, 
and also it shows that I feel like it's you have to be that friend that has decent replies because I've got friends, yeah, shout out Magdalene, that if this girl doesn't reply to me in four days, I won't worry because that's just how she is. Yeah. So if this girl went missing, it's peak. It's mm. peak for rags. But yeah, so Nicole's worried about her bestie. They worked in the same place. They did everything together. And like, she hadn't heard from her. So she was worried. Um, Shanann, she's got lupus. She's 15 weeks pregnant. She's married to this guy called Chris Watts. And they've been married for six years and they've got two daughters. One's four, one's three. And also, um, Shanann is pregnant, so they've yeah. got like a boy on the way. So it's like a typical all American family. Her family, you know? yeah. Yeah, they're like th- Shanann's thirty four, so they're like you know that youngish family, you know, just building their family, living their best Literally life. Literally just starting off, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just starting off. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's weird because it's just anyway. This this all happens in twenty eighteen. Yeah, mm. August twenty eighteen is when um, Nicole. She she doesn't hear from Shanann anymore, which is yeah. like yeah. So like one day which she does, is, the next day she doesn't. Yeah, which is why we think it's important in your life to just have one person that you know you speak to regularly. I don't talk to all my friends every day, but there's at least one person in my life that I know that I talk to like regularly. Because yeah, I think as much as your siblings as well. Yeah, as much as you're saying that oh like if I whatever did it like, if we hadn't spoken like. Some there's not it's not we don't talk every day so I think you might pick up if it's been like two three days, whereas like it's like the the time has passed if that if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, so this whole case I think that the success of this case rested on the fact that like her friend Nicole, Nicole was so on it and also and it's so nosy. Was so trash. Yeah, well no, I don't she's think very, it was nosy. I think it was well, concerned. she's very inner. <sighs> yeah, but but I think it was it was right to be that way, and I think because of how close it, it, like the documentary like makes out that they are, like mm. it just makes sense. But yeah, I'll 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 get to the bit where I was like, oh no, like I would have backed off. Uh, when we get when we discuss that, I'll tell you. And this was I was like, okay, she must have an element of being nosy to still push. But then yeah, let's right. get there and then I'll tell you. So it's August twenty eighteen. I think it's like the thirteenth or something. And then Nicole stopped hearing from Shanann. And so she, in my opinion, is the friend that everybody needs because she goes to Shanann's house and she's, like, banging on the door. Which, to be honest, like, this is why it makes me think that it's more than just her being nosy or her being a good friend. Like, it's her having some kind of concern about her husband. Because if you, like... So, for example, you're at home now with your family, yeah? Mm. If I didn't hear from you, my first thought would not be, let me go to the house and bang them up because something must have happened. This is what I mean. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly there's, like, underlying things. And maybe this is also what you meant by the documentary missing out stuff. Yeah. Because there must have been other things. Anyway, we learn more, but, yeah. So Nicole goes to Shanann's house and she bangs on the door. She's trying to get in the house. Um, She doesn't get a response, so she calls Chris, who's the husband. And Chris is like, oh, yeah, Shanann and the girls, they've gone out. So, like, oh, there's nothing to worry about. But... Nicole, does she leave it and be like, oh, they've gone out and go home? No, 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 sirree. She doesn't. Yeah, because she's actually a real one. Mm. I think if they had gone out, it would have been like, sis, chill. But because of what we found out later, we're like, yes, Nicole was a real one. But that's the bit where I was like, if, like, it was me and you were like, oh, like, she's gone out, I'd have been like, oh, okay. And just gone home. Maybe I'm not like a real one, but but you're then not you're a real right. One. There must be, <laughs> there must be like underlying like issues with the husband that she thought about. I think there were underlying issues, but also like it was like bait things because it's like the car is here. You're yeah. a pregnant woman with two small girls. Where did you go about your car in America? Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's but true. yeah, Nicole tells Chris that she's worried and she's like she's gonna call the police. And Chris is like, no, don't worry about calling the police. I'm gonna come home. Um, mm. But Nicole doesn't wait for Chris to come home, which again, maybe that's another thing. Like, maybe you would have been like, you know, let me just wait for Chris to come home. Yeah. yeah. But again, if she did do that, that would have delayed this whole process. But 
she calls the police and she wants like a, a well a wellness check or whatever and we hear the phone call my name's Nicole and I'm calling because I'm concerned about um, a friend of mine. She's not answering the door, she's not responding to text messages, phone calls, and there's no movement in the house whatsoever. So then we see the actual body cam footage from the police, which doesn't end in anybody dying, we thank God for the first time yeah. ever. Um, so they conduct a wellness check um, and we can see Nicole basically explaining that her car is in the drive, her shoes are there, like if they went out this wouldn't be, this wouldn't be here, like it doesn't add up, things are weird, yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. And it's like she's making valid, you know, she's making valid points. And I do think that you would like deduce these things because you watch so much crime. And like, there's mm. no way you wouldn't be thinking, hold on a second, like why, is, why? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know how I process things because if that was me and I came to your house and they were like, oh yeah, she's gone out. In my head, I was like, oh okay, she probably got an Uber. I think it was off, and I might ask Chris more questions and be like, but her car's here. Like, why would her car and stuff be here? I don't think my first thought would be. Ah, something's happened, but then, I don't know. Like I said, I think there's more to the story that they don't explore with the friend and yeah. then, then we... I feel yeah. like the friend doesn't like Chris. Yeah, even the whole thing of not waiting for the police to come. Yeah, for Chris to come. Very, yeah, that's a very... Sorry, for Chris to come to call the police, that's very telling this is what I'm saying. So, so, okay, so say you get married now, yeah? And, mm. me, like, me and your husband, like, I guess we're cool because we both love you, but I don't really fuck with him like that, yeah? Yeah that changes the dynamic completely because if something goes wrong, I don't, I clearly don't trust him. Yeah. What's it? Um, what's her name? Nicole doesn't trust Chris, clearly. Yeah. Because if she did, I would be like, you know, let me wait for my man to come back and then we can figure it out together because yeah, at least, something's clearly off. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. that's more what it is. Yeah. It Which is, I think, again, like the documentary should have kind of explored because when I was watching it, I just kept thinking, well, thank God this woman is nosy and inner, but she is really nosy and inner. Like that's yeah. what I was. That's that's literally what I was thinking. To be honest, there are longer documentaries on this, but that's not yeah. Really so yeah. So Chris comes back, um, and he lets them in, and it's like we actually see this happening. Like we see real time footage of this. So they find her bag. Um, Nicole goes straight into the bag. Like, are oh, her medicines there? And I'm like, this is actually a friend, friend. Because remember we yeah. mentioned before she has lupus. So she goes in. She sees her medicine is in there, and her face like falls like she literally like something bad has happened because yeah like she wouldn't why go, would she go without, out without her yeah. medicine but her bag it doesn't make sense like and it's like if she had just run out to get something she would have used the car do you know what i mean like it's just it's just weird so they continue searching through the house they realize there's a bed sheet missing um which seems like nothing now but becomes more important later um and then we see chris walk up to the we see it like we actually see it like chris walks up to the officer with shenan's wedding ring saying oh she left it on the nightstand as if like oh she must have left me yeah because you know she left the, like trying to plant this idea but then she left you she left all her clothes she left all the kids clothes she left the car so what did she like and she the documentary never explores this but the family, like, has financial issues. Mm-hmm. So it's not even, like, you're rich and you can say, okay, maybe she set up a whole new life... Yeah, exactly. ...somewhere exactly. else and bought all this stuff. Like, she was working. Actually, she even came back from work, a work trip the day that she was missing. Literally. They are actually, like, going through, like, a lot of financial difficulties. So if she was going to leave, she was taking her shit with her. Like, she wasn't going to Yeah, she leave. was pawning that ring. Yeah. So we learn a little bit, like, a background about how they meet, yeah. Mm. They had mutual friends. Um, Chris sent Shannon a Facebook request, and we see, like... Because Shannon's very, like, one of these Facebook people, but we see her a video of her talking about their relationship and how much she loves him and blah, blah, blah. And it's so sad to watch because it's like, rah, like, you can really just be happy in life and then one guy will just be your downfall. Like, Literally. you'll just be happy, living your best life memories with the person, and then this is the person that's going to end up killing you, or ruining Literally. your life, or stealing Literally. your money, or whatever it is that they're going to do. 
it's I was just, watching. It's so crazy because I was watching Big Little Lies yesterday. I don't know if you've watched it. No, I haven't. Sky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should and um it's on you can get it on now tv as well i was watching season two and like basically her husband ruins her like he is her downfall like that's what i'm saying so, it's so peak it's only, it's and so you don't peak. know who, like who is gonna be you can have you seen um lovebirds the easter ray thing on netflix yeah i started watching it but then i stopped it wasn't that great i can't like sorry i enjoyed either. it I actually enjoyed it. But um, it's like the beginning is all like great and stuff. And then it goes four years later and it's like just gone to shit. And I'm yeah. just like, rah, like you could be living so your happy. best life with someone. And then like a few years later, it's like just nonsense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Wait, mm-hmm. Nothing it's is crazy. anything, man. And that's just that's just what it is. <laughs> Literally. So now we're back to the investigation um, and we hear about the Watts' neighbour. His name is Nathan Trinistich. Oh, I didn't write his neighbour down. He claims to have CCTV footage that might help the investigation, right? And he has, like, CCTV... Shout out to all the nosy people in this documentary, though. Because if it wasn't for, like, nosy people, we would not be anywhere. Because I cannot imagine, like, I remember when our car got robbed, none of our neighbours came out to say anything. The police had to physically go and ask them, like, obviously, you're next door, did you hear anything? Did you see anything? And they were like, no. But nobody ever came out to be like, oh, like, you know... I've, like, do you know what I mean? Like, but no, it makes sense. But the, the thing I hate about the whole neighbor CCT thing is like you know, in Dead to Me, yeah, the Karen. Then I'm like, oh fuck's sake! But yeah, literally, yeah. it is. It is <laughs> this Nathan guy. Like he actually also is 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 a key player, like an MVP. Yeah, literally. Um, the cameras outside of his house face the Watts's house, right? Um, and um. They all go to his house. So I don't know why Chris is also. I mean, I guess he's not a suspect at this point, but yeah, he's just trying to find his wife. Yeah, Nathan. But that's what I'm saying. He must have been... Anyway, Nathan and Chris and the police, they all go to his house um, and they look at the footage. And it's crazy because it's, like, the same day and we can see everything crystal clear. Yeah. And the CCTV basically shows Chris has parked his truck in the driveway, but he takes it out of the driveway and, like, backs it into the garage. And this is, like, five um in the morning. Mm. And I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but there's, like, the main talking head. We get a few, but the main one is this woman called Diane Diamond or Dimond Diamond. Mm. And she's the crime and justice reporter. And in this part, she comments on um, how, like, fidgety Chris is and how much he's yeah, moving we watching see, this yeah, tape. We see his, yeah, we see his body language change. Watch his body language. He can't stop moving. His hands are up on top of his head. He looks very agitated. And he starts waffling to explain the, the footage away because it kind yeah. of looks suspect. Like, to me, it looks like he... Someone is dead, and so he, in order to get that dead body out of the house, he has to take. He can't carry the body into the driveway, so he has to drive it from the driveway back mm. into the garage, put the body in the boot, and then drive off. That's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, that's right? what it looks like. But then I also feel like that's because of what we know of the case. I watching that, I more thought so to play devil's advocate. When I saw him getting fidgety and all of that, I basically thought it was more like he was nervous to see what could have happened to his wife and kids. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I like, did not get that. No, 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 not that. It's tough. I can't explain it. But if for the police first watching him, they may have thought that basically that's what I my kind of whatever would be. Because if, God forbid, something happened to anyone in my family and someone's like, oh, my gosh, I've got CCTV camera. Like, yeah, you might be like, this is the moment that I. Yeah, yeah. And then you get nervous and agitated. And it's because we know what happened that we're thinking this is why. But either way, I think that the point that they were trying to make was his body language changed for whatever reason it changed. Yeah. And Diane says. The bottom line to this surveillance video, there's no definitive answers about what happened to Shanann and the girls. 
Like, it doesn't prove innocence or guilt, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because you shows... never actually see what he's loading into the truck. and he Or if he loads anything, away. we just see that yeah. he backs it into the, into the garage. Now we are looking at them looking at the tape, right? So now mm. after they've watched the tape, Chris leaves the house. And this is all on the, the body cam footage. But the mm. neighbour kind of hangs back and says to the police officer, he's not acting right at all. Like, Nathan is suspicious. And again, as a neighbour, this just makes me think, like, there must have been things that you have seen... Because you don't just automatically assume, oh, this person did something. Unless you've had yeah. a funny feeling about the person to begin with. You've yeah. seen things that can indicate that, yeah, this this marriage ain't quite right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Nathan's suspicious, again, for the same reason. Because this guy, his body language changed so much. Mm. Um, we learned that Shanann is one of these post-everything-on-Facebook babes, yeah? Who, ugh, they're actually the worst, but... Right, but this, this, this... this but thank god that yeah exactly yeah so um like we said before like they come across like the typical perfect family like she posted when she told chris about the fact that she was pregnant with the baby that she was pregnant with Mm. and like chris he doesn't really seem that happy Mm. about the kid but then also i think it's a thing where like he just isn't one of these people who likes to be on camera all the time and Mm. i honestly think that's fair enough like like i i have friends or i know people that if i get out my camera and I'm vlogging, like, I'm not going to put them in the vlog because they're not comfortable, do you know what I mean? Or mm. their demeanour changes or they're just not happy. So it could have just been, like, I just don't want this camera in my face. Why are you recording Mm-mm. the fact that you're telling me that we're pregnant? Like, that shit is weird, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not even that um, you're recording it for your memories, you're recording it to post to other people. Like, it's so fucking weird to me. Well, I've seen a lot of, like, bloggers, and that's the vibe I get from her. She's very, like blogger they never said she had a youtube but i yeah but it's that it's because it's facebook i feel like if she had been like five years younger it would have been a youtube channel yeah i don't know if she i I get the impression that she actually may have had a youtube channel but i don't know but either way she's kind of like that blogger vibe and i see a lot of them do that it's kind of very normal chris just looks so uncomfortable and i'm not excusing anything that he that he does but he just looks so uncomfortable so i i had to try and say to myself like he might not have done what he did because um because he didn't want the kid because they start to say that we see we see these text messages between Shan- shanann and someone basically saying that chris didn't want another child kind of like implying yeah. all the cracks are beginning to show um mm. so in the in the in the film in the film in the video like it the video can kind of be construed as oh he doesn't want another kid which is backed up by the text messages but it could yeah. also be like he was just mad uncomfortable. Like, how do I react? There's a camera in my face. Do you, do you get mm. what I mean? That's the point that's Yeah, 100%. Make. Yeah, like, I definitely get what you mean. And that's why I think... Anyways, we'll discuss that a bit later. But, yeah. So, we also find out that um, Shanann sees a credit card charge for dinner at a fancy restaurant. And she automatically thinks this guy's cheating because mm. this bill is too much for one person. It reminds um, me of that Whitney Houston song. Um, oh, the one where she's like, I saw your credit card receipt. Oh, no, I yeah. don't remember the name of the song. But, yeah. You know no, what, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to me because, like, I feel like for me, if I see my man's, um, I mean, yeah, if I see my man's thingy and I see, like, a bill for a high amount, I'm thinking, oh, maybe he went out with Mandem or maybe yeah. he went out with one of his friends or maybe he went And whatever. his friend I'm, forgot his card, so he just Yeah, yeah, in. yeah, or he was just treating someone. Or was, I'm not, my first thought is not, oh, this nigga's cheating on me. Yeah. So this is what I mean. That just clearly, shows you, like, the... Like, whatever, something is not right there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There were cracks, yeah. And so she confronts Chris and he lies just like a man. Um, But but she knows. Like, Shanann is like, yeah, like, this this man is she, you know what I mean? Mm. So we find out that the day after uh, Shanann and the girls have gone missing, the police have cadaver dogs at the house trying mm. to sense, like, deadness, which is just 
so sad. Um, and the investigation is moving like really, really quickly because this is the next day. Do you know what I mean? It hasn't yeah. even been twenty four hours, and all of yeah. this is oh, because of oh, the cold. Oh, to be a, a white girl in America. Oh, honestly, <laughs> they they take that shit so seriously. Honestly, you will if be found dead or alive. They would have constructed a whole other narrative. Oh, maybe she ran away with her crack yeah. boyfriend, and yeah, she's in the crack she, house. Yeah. She'll show up. She's doing drugs. When yeah, she needs she'll money. come back. Oh, like, did you say that she sneezed before? Yeah, well, that typically women who sneeze tend to just run away take from crack and run away. So, Literally. yes, definitely crack. This is a close The privilege, case. the privilege. Ooh, that prim. Um, ooh, that prim. Be hitting. Um, <laughs> I do really think that besides being a white woman, the, the, the pace of this investigation was determined by Nicole and her response to everything and her nosiness. Yeah. Um, so when they do this cadaver search, they find... A bed sheet in the bin, and then remember before they said that the bed sheet was missing from the bed. Yeah, um, they're like, oh, okay, bed sheet. Um, so they're getting more suspicious of Chris Watts, and then we meet Thomas Hoppo, Hoppo, Thomas, who interviews Chris Watts, <laughs> and I feel like I saw this interview. If this is like my first introduction to the case, I think was the interview. Yeah, I um, saw this. Yeah, he low key wants to ask Chris, like, fam, did you kill him? But, like, he has to be tactful about it. Like, he can't just be yeah. like, bro, did you kill him? Yeah. So he asks, he's like, oh, did you, you know, did you get into an argument with, with Shanann, maybe? Or, which is, like, a leading question. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, but Chris, he turns to the camera and he's just, like, kind of pleading um, for, for his family to come home. Like, he's basically pleading for his family to come home. Like, Shanann, Bella, Celeste, if you're out there, just, just, just come back. Like, if somebody has her, just... Please bring her back. I need to see everybody. I need to see everybody again. This house is not complete with, without anybody here. The words, the words that he's saying make sense, but the delivery is like, it's oh, okay. cold. It's, it's like cold. emotionless. It's like the right words seem to be coming out of his mouth. He he seemed to be saying the right things, but the way he was saying it, I think, struck everyone as particularly cold, particularly emotionless. But he did say to Thomas that he did have an argument with Shanann before yeah, she Yeah, but he left. doesn't want to discuss it. Yeah. Which is, I guess it's kind of fair enough, but I would never have said that, but yeah. I wouldn't have answered like that. Am I mad? Mm. So Chris has a mistress. Her name is Nicole as well, right? So mm. this isn't the main Nicole. This is not the best friend Nicole. That would have been scandalous though. This yeah. Is, another <laughs> this is another Nicole. Nicole. And, and she can I just point out, she looks similar to Shanann. It's the same vibe. Brunette, yeah, brunette, like, slim. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah. has a type. He has a type. Um, she contacts the police basically saying who she is and the fact that she exists because she mm. doesn't think anybody in his life knows that she exists, like, not even mm. a mate, like, no one. And she's like, this might help the investigation. Um, oh, boy, does she help. Yeah, and so she says that Chris told her he was getting divorced. Um, yeah, that that's why they were together. It's kind of, okay, mm. well, you're leaving your wife soon, blah, blah, blah. Not only does she say that he tells her that, like... There was so there was this period where Shanann went away for like some days, and this is where yeah. those texts were happening. She went away for sorry for five weeks to save her family, and this With is when kids. those texts were happening, where like Chris was saying he didn't want a kid, um, the new baby, and that's when she deeped the the um, no 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 she didn't deep it well. then she deeped the receipt on the away. business trip. So the business trip was separate to the five weeks. The five weeks she went to stay with family and Chris didn't come with her. The business trip she went on with Nicole, the other Nicole, her best friend, was when she deeped the credit card receipt. So on this five-week journey or trip she went away to that Chris didn't come with, Chris was with his girlfriend, Nicole, looking mm-hmm. for apartments and basically planning a whole life. A whole nother they were life, gonna, yeah. 
they were gonna like split or he was trying to like split custody of the girls the ones the the, the kids they did have already with nicole, with um shanann and then like kind of live with nicole so they were very much like building a life together they had plans and that this was literally be their new life, so he had yeah. a wife and a long-term girlfriend kind of like it's mad yeah so now we see footage of his interrogation and they we he does a polygraph test, lie detector test, whatever, and they tell him that he's failed. Now, I don't think lie detector tests are the be all and end all of any no. finding out the truth. Like it is what it is, but I do think that they help in terms of mind games. So yeah. the police will say, Oh well, you, you failed, failed this test. So like we now we know you're lying, you might as well just admit just it. Tell the which truth. is also very jarring to me because that is also what makes people leads people into false confessions, false which confessions. pushes me off to the highest degree. Honestly, you can't do that. You can't very, play very that shit with me. You can't play that shit with me because if you did a lie test, detect a test and you said to me I failed, right? Okay, well, it's not really admissible in court, so, and what next? But yeah, and for people now, who and don't so? know, yeah, exactly. He's just giving you lots of little tidbit there. But people who don't know, it can lead them to panic and then. Like, yeah, but yeah. not. I, I, I think even though even though it's not admissible in court, like somebody telling you, look, you are lying, like this scientific test has told us that you are lying, you start thinking, shit like oh did I am, I am i lying like i think it's just, yeah. it's just the mind the mind game the mind game um, yeah but this guy's guilty so it's fine so <laughs> um we have this man i didn't write down the names but there's this man and this lady interrogating him the man is like kind of just there for fashion i think the yeah, woman is anything. not with the shits like she has no time for chris like she reminds him <laughs> she was like you know this truck that you were seen driving on the cctv has gps right like mm-hmm. we can find out where you were like why don't waste my time basically is <laughs> her whole vibe yeah. But Chris still isn't really saying anything. But then they do actually track where he is. It turns out he went to the oil field where he works. Cole, I don't know if we mentioned this. He works in an oil field. Yeah. yeah. And it's odd because he usually goes to the office first and then yeah. to, like, his oil field. But this day, he just went directly to the oil field. Yeah. And at the oil field, they find um, another bed sheet which matches the one they found in the bin in his house, right? So this is technically all circumstantial. Like a bed sheet is a bed sheet is a bed sheet. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like how many bed sheets are on one bed kind of thing. Like, <laughs> um, but I feel like um, the reason they sort of pile on all the stuff that they found is to make them think. Look, you found the lie detector test. We found this bed sheet. We found this, and you because you're guilty and you know what you've done and you know what you used. Mm. You're like, oh shit! Like I might as well just say what I did. Mm. Um, but the the lady interrogator is getting onto Chris about the fact that he hasn't cried like not one time like he hasn't said a sh- he hasn't shed a single tear yeah and i personally like i don't think we should be able to dictate how somebody acts in a situation 100%. especially when we haven't experienced such situation do you know what yeah. i mean yeah like i like I, I don't know if i'd cry maybe i'd cry maybe you're likely to cry maybe the majority yeah. of people would cry but some people wouldn't and they still feel the way Something do you know what inside, I mean? like, yeah. yeah it just might not be his sign of distress that's kind of what I didn't like about this case. I feel like a lot of it was built, built around, or a lot of leading cry. to Chris was built a lot around his reaction to the trauma. And it's or only, lack it's of cool. reaction. Yeah, it's cool in this case because that nigga guilty as fuck, he did that shit. But yeah. it, it's a dangerous like, precedence. It's there. a danger. It's a very dangerous. Like it's like, have you seen that Amy Cooper thing that's going around on Twitter about like yeah. the white woman screaming in the like central park kind of thing and it's like she makes the call to the police and she's like a black guy is attacking me and like her voice changes and she goes into like distress but the the guy is like literally like 10 20 feet away from her and she's screaming on the phone like he's got his hands around her throat and like one of the like a prosecutor commented and she was like this is so crazy because there's so many cases that are built off 
around the 911 call, yeah. literally. And they sound just like this. Meanwhile, it was fake. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the one thing I said I didn't like about this case. It worked this time, but there's so many innocent people who were in prison. Who are affected by this, yeah. Literally, they didn't react the way people expected them to react. Yeah, so. yeah. It's very, it's very dangerous. And even with the bedsheet, sorry to play devil's advocate, but even with the bedsheet as well, like, if someone had killed them and kidnapped them, then it would be logical that they take the bedsheet. It doesn't mean, like, mean that it was Chris. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean in this case, it does mean it was Chris because yeah. it was so very... Like, it, it was, was just so... He didn't even try. Like, yeah, he didn't, he didn't try. Even tr- he didn't even... just lazy. He could have actually gotten away with it, you know, but he didn't he try. Could, I don't think he... I don't know. I don't think he ever would have gotten away with it because that Nicole friend, even if he got away with it today... That Nicole friend, she never would have let it go. She never yeah. would have let it go. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gone away with it forever. But he didn't even try. Like I just think he kind of accepted his penance and he was like, Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Because he, he really didn't try. Um Yeah. So then the interrogator lady, she shifts gears and she asks Chris I I didn't like this either, but she's like, Do you know, maybe Shanann did something to the kids and so you felt the need to do something about it and it, you know, maybe that's what happened. And it just yeah. didn't sit right with me because it's like, how can you feed him a story and you're trying yeah. to, like, villainise the victim here? The victim, like, yeah. 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 It's crazy. So Chris is like, yeah, yeah, like, I want to talk to my dad before I say anything else. And he knows he's still yeah. on camera. So now he's trying to do up manipulation. And he starts mm. saying, like, oh, I don't want to protect Shanann because she hurt the girls and she choked them both to death and I lost it and I killed her. And it's like, okay. So where are the where are the girls then? Where are the girls? His dad doesn't say much. His dad is just like. Okay. I think I don't think his dad even believes him, man. Because I just like, oh, yeah. I'm just wasting my time, man. I was out eating a burger, and you're here coming to bring me to the police station to chat um, shit, like um, yeah. So now, trigger warning: we find out that Chris put his two baby girls in two separate oil tanks, and he buried Shanann and his unborn child. They find this all, yeah, yeah, and then it's tough. Yeah, it's, I like, yeah. Anyway, they arrest him on suspicion of three counts of murder. Um, So they don't believe that stupid story about <laughs> Shanann yeah. killed the girls and I had to kill her. Um, And this is legit the day after that interview where he was, like, pleading for their safe return, sans tears. Mm. It's literally mm. the day after. Literally. Which, which, which was the day after she went missing, I think. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. this is all... All this stuff so, happened so quickly. It's like, happened so fast. So, yeah, speed of light, yeah. Yeah, it happened so fast. Um, and then and then they the documentary like I didn't really delve too much deeply into this because it was just mad madness. But they now have to like retrieve the bodies. So he buried Shanann in a shallow grave. And they had to her and the unborn child, which they were gonna name Nico. So they mm. got Shanann and Nico, and then they had to take out the two girls from these oil tanks. Now, if you like, I don't know much about the oil field in that year. But from what I understand, there's these two massive tanks full of oil and these two girls are just inside there, dead. Oh. And oil is not water, do you know what I mean? So it's going to be quite a feat to re- remove them. And there were, like, so many different people were involved and I, and the guy was like, I just feel like no one was the same after that. It's yeah, like, not only, have you killed, not only have you killed your wife and kids, you've, your unborn child, you've now, like... Because of because of your actions, all these other people have these memories that they didn't need to have. Yeah, this trauma, yeah. Yeah, this trauma that they did not need to experience. It's crazy to me. And it's like, this only happened in 2018. Like, August 2018, it hasn't even been two years yet. Yeah, Like, it's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he was eventually charged with five counts of murder, which confused me because there was only four of them, including the unborn child. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe it was like premeditated, I don't know, whatever, but five counts of murder. He was charged with the unlawful termination of a pregnancy and then you got three more counts for tampering with a deceased human body. Yeah. Which is crazy because the way they pile these counts on you, yeah? In like, America, if they want to give it to you, they'll give it to you They will good. give it to you good and proper. So it's like, say friends kill someone, yeah? And I help her move the body, then pow, charge for that. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean? they break down, especially if they want to get you, they will break down every little thing you every did possible that was a thing. criminal act mm-hmm. and charge you for all of that. And give you, you max think, sentence. Okay, yeah, you think, okay, it's just murder. So charge him with murder. But no, 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 ma'am. They will charge no. you with murder. They'll charge you with this. The, oh, it's crazy. Accessory, moving a dead body. We saw that in the Centoya Brown case as well. They yeah, charged her with true. like four different things when it was just yeah. one murder. Yeah, it's true. They just want to... In this case, I loved it because um, yeah, yeah, it was great. He ain't ever coming out. He's sticking with his story about Shanann killing the girls. And then he agrees to plead guilty to all three murders if they take the death penalty off the table. So it's like, you want to kill, but you don't want to die. It's so annoying. It's so funny because I was having this conversation with my mum, yeah. And I was telling her basically like a roundup of what happens in the documentary. And then she was like, if these people want to kill, they should just start with themselves. <laughs> Fam. Literally. It's so true because if you just killed yourself... Your kids and your wife happen. would still be alive. But then Literally. again, it was the whole mistress thing and him wanting to have like his cake and eat it too. It's just very frustrating. So he pleads guilty and then he gets three life sentences plus 86 years. So he's yeah. not going nowhere anytime soon. He ain't soon, never coming which out. Is, which is he ain't never coming out. But then it also frustrated me because he pled guilty, but he pled guilty so he wouldn't be put on death row. It wasn't so much as him saying, yeah, I actually killed the girls yeah. and I killed Shanann. Like, it wasn't that. So I wish, like, the um, ability for, like, people who did stuff like this to decide, like, to, to plead and then, like... I don't know how to explain like it, to but... to get a plea deal. Yeah, because I just feel like, how dare you take away... I, I don't really know where I stand on the whole death penalty thing, but I do know how I feel when I hear stuff like this, because I think, mm-hmm. how dare you? You take away three people's lives, innocent people's lives. Two of them are your children. For what? Three of them are your children, so for what? And then suddenly, ooh, you're scared of the needle, so, like, you get to live. Why do you get to live? Like, why, why does, why, why, why? Like, I don't yeah. like that shit. I don't like it. It's, 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 it's mad. But then I just yeah. feel like sometimes there's, like, you've seen worse people, like, get off for doing things. So yeah. if they go to trial, there's a chance that this person will either get less time or not get any time. Because yeah, they'll now plead true. insanity or whatever, whatever they're yeah. going to do. So sometimes it's just a case of, look, yeah, the tax man has to keep you alive for all this time, but, yeah. like, at least you're going, you are you're going go, to jail. Yeah. Do you know what and I mean? also, I guess, the truth of the matter is that the, the reason why this works sometimes is because sometimes they just need that final piece to like convict someone and they can't find it so when the person says okay listen i'll tell you this shit or i'll yeah, tell you exactly. where the bodies are buried exactly. as long as then it it plays out well yeah yeah so now you think it's all over what more could possibly happen but no now it's february the 18th 2019 which literally was last year literally. only last year like it's actually scary to me how recent this all is yeah like, that was like literally still be killing. Dam or something yeah it's crazy and i think we had come back from Amsterdam by then um, so it's four months after Chris is sentenced and he decides that he's going to speak to the law enforcement agency. Like, we hear the conversation. Mm. Um, long story short, Chris says that he, he, his whole thing that night, what happened was he decided he's going to tell Shanann he doesn't want to be with her anymore when she gets home. And gets home as in from that business trip that she was on. Mm-hmm. So she gets home, they end up having sex and they go to bed. This is, and this is why men are mad. Can I just say this though? This is why men are actually insane and 
like they scare me because the likelihood is if a woman has decided that yeah she's gonna end it with you even if she's not telling you that night she's definitely not throwing you some ass but like men can literally like sleep with you do all of this stuff with you and tomorrow they still like it's scary it's not the ones it's not it's not they're they're not connected like it doesn't it doesn't follow that i i have sex with you i love you it doesn't this is it's they're separate it's so weird (laughs) they're separate to some people so yeah it was mad even the investigators were like right okay mad but later in the morning he mans up and he tells her it's over and she's kind of like what the fuck like we literally just had sex last night like what are you on about and she's like no like i knew there was somebody else like i knew it um he tells her he doesn't love her anymore and then it goes from zero to 100 because he gets on top of her like not in a sexual way this time yeah Mm. he's choking her and she's like, get off me, get off me. Like, you're never going to see your kids. You're never going to see your kids. And the way he explained it was, like, she was choking her and he just couldn't let go. Like, he just mm. couldn't let go. And then she, she was dead. Mm. Just just like that. Like... Yeah. Which is already, like, mad. And then yeah. we hear about the girls and it's like, okay, madder. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Bella, which was the four-year-old, is Bella and Cece. So Bella's a four-year-old. And he turns around and he sees her at the door. And she had seen him kill Shanann and mm. ask like oh what's wrong with mommy mommy what's wrong with mommy and mm. so Chris takes the dead wife in the car so we were right he backed it up put the dead wife in the car and his daughters are alive his daughters are alive at this point he takes the dead wife in the car the alive daughters goes out to the the oil fields yeah and in this part of the tape yeah that we see it's like a reenactment but then like a tape so you hear the audio He's it's crying really about how he doesn't want to talk about it. They were his kids. Like, he talks to them every day. And I was like, my brother, you killed them. You killed them. You killed them. And again, like, killed them. And so he takes the three-year-old, Cece, and he smothers her with her blanket. Okay? And the th- the four-year-old is watching and it's like, oh, is the same thing going to happen to me? What? What? Literally, at that point, whatever demon, like, has you on the grips, would you not snap out of it? Surely they've let go. Oh, my gosh, what am I doing? It's crazy. Because the thing is, is that... And what makes it so mad to me is that you killed the wife. Okay, I understand that sometimes people snap and you just couldn't let go and it's like, shit, I've come to my senses. That whole drive from your house to the oil field, you had the girls there. And were you debating, am I going to kill them? Am I going to not? Am I going to kill them? Am I going to not? Like... You didn't have to kill. You didn't have to kill them. You didn't them. have to kill the girls. He didn't have to kill the girls. You had already taken two lives, one Literally. being your unborn child, and you you didn't have to kill them. He didn't and have then to even do when it. you killed Cece, and then Bella's looking at you like, "Oh, is that going to happen to me?" And you didn't have to. You didn't have to. Like you, you couldn't didn't have been, to do it, bro. Like he kills Bella, and then puts them in the the oil, the oil tanks, and then buries Shanann. Yeah, I'm just like this. There's a special place in hell literally for this man and literally he says some things as well that are quite key so he kind of says that he felt in the relationship he just went along with everything shanam wanted to do oh this Um, this we get into this as well but yeah yeah, so we even get into the youtube video and he's kind of like yeah like the video showing like all the stuff that he hated being in the videos that he just felt like he'd kind of like lost himself blah 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 in the relationship um and then he also says that he take, took out his anger on Shanann on the girls when he was killing them. So, like, it was like he just, like, he was in a fit, like, he saw red. He was angry at Shanann, took that out on the girls, and, like, when he was murdering them. Um, so it's just this whole thing of, like, 
again, it's that theme of like when you said you were watching the videos and you could see that he wasn't really into it kind of thing. It's this thing of he probably just felt like he'd been doing so much shit He has for to just her. go along with it. Yeah, he has to just go along with it. And obviously in his mind, he found his soulmate in the car. Yeah, and he was like, well. yeah, exactly. I don't so I just to... need to get rid of this bitch and then move on to the next one. Yeah. And like now the documentary is kind of drawing to an end and then Di- that Diane Diamond lady comes back and she tells us that the name for men who do this is um, Family Annihilators. That's what they're known as. And mm. she starts to give us some very unsurprising statistics in my opinion yeah most of these family annihilators are in their 30s they're white men they are men who are passive in nature who keep things in and then all of a sudden at some point their pent-up rage explodes this defines chris watts exactly and the passive in nature is very, very telling. Like, like literally just what Foren said, that they yeah. just kind of let things happen to them and they don't really say anything. They don't challenge their, their wives. They're scared of them, maybe. They don't feel like their voice will be heard. They don't really say anything. And then one day, they go mad. Mm. And I think that's quite, yeah, like, it's the same in most, like, um, like family annihilator cases that I've um, listened to as well. Like, they, they just, they're just people who ordinarily are very, very calm. And then one day they just... I definitely don't think Chris is a... Um, like, I feel like if he was out, I don't think he would do it again. But like, say he had never gotten caught, I don't think he'd do it again. I do think that he had, like, a fit of rage and snapped. I mean, I doesn't... feel like if you've had that fit of rage one time, you can have a fit of rage again. I don't think he would go around killing random people, if, if, if that's what you mean. I don't think he'd go around killing random people. Yeah. But I do think that should he be in the same situation again, it could happen again. Especially if he didn't get caught the first time. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, but, that yeah, was Chris Watts. That was, yeah, that was Chris Watts. It's, it, it just makes me so mad, like... Mm. Like, just don't ever kill me. Just leave me. Like, actually leave me. Like, leave me. You literally you know just I mean? leave and me. And this whole... He was trying to act like he was triggered by you'll never see your kids again. Okay, but can you see your kids again now? No, you can't, because you fucking killed literally, them. Literally, because you killed them. So, I don't even think that's what triggered it. And he said... There was even a bit where he said, when he woke up that morning... It's kind of like he knew he was going to do it. Like, he said that, like, it it just, he just, in his mind, he just knew it was something that had to happen. And I think, again, it's that pent up, up no, anger. No, but I think of, he like, knew, no, I think he knew that he had to leave her. I don't think I he was planning more... to, I don't think he was planning to kill her. I don't think he was planning to kill her, but I think there was a part of him that when he put his hands around his her, her neck, he just knew that, that that's what he had to do. Like, I don't know. and I again, don't know it's that. He had to do it. He didn't have to do it, obviously not. But I think he had made the decision in his head to do it, and he did it. Like I don't it, know. I think what happened was he was strangling her, and like all those years of anger, every footage of the Facebook film came back in his mind, and he just couldn't let go. And then she was dead. Mm. That one, I would have been like, I wouldn't have forgiven him for that. That's still trash because it was like, okay, do you know what? You actually snapped. But had he at that point called the police and been like, I, I think I've killed my wife. Yeah, that would have been better than what he went on to do. And at least your kids would be alive to hate you. Literally, the rest of the stuff that he went on to do, for me, just shows that it wasn't really just a fit of rage. Yeah, Mm. it was very premeditated and very selfish because it was like it, it the way i think anyways is he just wanted to wipe out his family to start a new one so he could start that, again yeah that's what i got from that and it could maybe it wasn't the case in his head but that's how it will always look because you actually had that cooling off period and you still went ahead drove however long it took you to those oil fields yeah. and, and it's like i find this shit even bit more scary is that he was sleeping in that same house where yeah. He had murdered them in. Empty, do their ghosts yeah. not bother you? Like, can you not still hear your kids? Like, like it's... Oh, that is... For you to be able to do that, you are heartless. 
yeah, so, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely issues but yeah guys um i hope you have a great day after this uh <laughs> watch a comedy or two because this was dark as hell it really this was. was really really dark um but in the meantime between time you can find us on instagram and twitter at two girls one doc that's the number two and the number one and like girls on doc i am on instagram and twitter at miss Beedy. and i am on instagram and twitter four ends with one underscore for twitter and four ends with two underscores for instagram I feel like your hay fever wasn't so bad, you know? Yeah, it really was surprising me. But, yeah, I'm definitely calling the hospital, like, after this. And um, what are we doing next, by the way? Have we, what are we, we doing next? We? we haven't discussed know. it. Oh, it's going to be a surprise, guys. Ha, 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 ha. So is it? So what, in the trailer? Or... Yeah. We'll figure out what we're doing next and we'll play the trailer for you. Okay? Yeah, yeah okay. All right, guys. Bye. All right, bye. The disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein is dead. Did he kill himself? Was he killed? There was something happening here that was bigger than just Jeffrey Epstein. He was known as this Gatsby-like figure of mystery. He was stunningly rich. He had a $20 million house, his own private island in the Caribbean. He has a nickname, the pedophile island. In 2005, the Palm Beach Police Department received reports of young women going to and from his residence. There was an ever-revolving door of girls. Who else was underage? All Those girls brought other girls, too. It's a train, and it goes on and on and on. This case would put him in prison the rest of his life. Have you ever solicited a minor for prostitution? I'm going to invoke my Fifth Amendment right. Somehow, his lawyers had worked out a deal with the U.S. Attorney's Office. It was more evidence of the fact he was powerful and he could fix whatever thing came up. This case was one of the worst failures of the criminal justice system. There was no way that anybody could look at this and think this was okay. There are enough survivors that refuse to give up. I want justice. He's dead, but he did not act alone. None of them have been held accountable. Start digging into his life, pulling out this spider web of people. This is the tip of a much bigger iceberg. Take him down. Take everybody down. The monsters are still out there. You took our freedom, now we're going to take yours.